and welcome to another episode of Down to Sleep, the podcast of softly spoken stories to help you get a good night's rest. Tonight we return to the Jungle Book, revisiting it for the first time since episode number five, all the way back when. If you have found this podcast useful, please do consider leaving a positive review on whatever app that you are listening on or website, as that really helps the podcast get shared. So if you could give us a star review or leave some nice words, that would be greatly appreciated. And if you would like to support the podcast whilst getting extra episodes every single week, then you can do that at patreon.com slash down to sleep. There's bonus episodes there like The Little Prince, Lord of the Rings, and a bunch of other books which will never be on the main episodes of this podcast. So if you want to hear everything, extended episodes, bonus episodes, and vote on what book gets read next, the Patreon is the place to be. Now, let's go ahead and tuck you in. Take a nice deep breath for me, and let's get down to sleep. Mowgli was far and far through the forest, running hard, and his heart was hot in him. He came to the cave as the evening mist rose, and drew breath, and looked down the valley. The cubs were out, but Mother Wolf at the back of the cave knew by his breathing that something was troubling her frog. "'What is it, son?' she said. Some bat chatter of sheer Khan, he called back. I hunt among the ploughed fields tonight. He plunged downward through the bushes to the stream at the bottom of the valley. There he checked, for he heard the yell of the pack hunting. Heard the bellow of a hunted samba, the snort as the buck turned at bay. Then there were wicked, bitter howls from the young wolves. Let the lone wolf show his strength. Room for the leader of the pack. Spring, Akla! The lone wolf must have sprung and missed his hold, for Mowgli heard the snap of his teeth, and then a yelp as the samba knocked him over with his forefoot. He did not wait for anything more but dashed on, and the yells grew fainter behind him as he ran into the croplands where the villagers lived. Bagheera spoke the truth, he panted, as he nestled down in some cattle fodder by the window of a hut. Tomorrow is one day both, for Akla and for me. He pressed his face close to the window and watched the fire on the hearth. He saw the husbandman's wife get up and feed it in the night with black lumps. When the morning came and the mists all white and cold, he saw the man's child pick up a wicker pot plastered inside with earth, fill it with lumps of red-hot charcoal, put it under his blanket, and go out to tend the cows in the byre. Is that all? said Mowgli. If a cub can do it, then there is nothing to fear. He strode around the corner and met the boy, took the pot from his hand, and disappeared into the mist, while the boy howled with fear. They're very like me, said Mowgli, blowing into the pot as he had seen the woman do. This thing will die if I do not give it things to eat. He dropped twigs and dried bark on the red stuff. Halfway up the hill he met Bagheera, with the morning dew shining like moonstones on his coat. Akala has missed, said the panther. They would have killed him last night, but needed thee also. They were looking for thee on the hill. I was among the ploughed lands. I'm ready, see. Mowgli held up the firepot. Good. Now, I have seen men thrust a dry branch into that stuff, and presently the red flower blossomed at the end of it. Art thou not afraid? No. Why should I fear? I remember now, if it's not a dream, how, before I was a wolf, 
I lay beside the red flower, and it was warm and pleasant. All that day Mowgli sat in the cave tending his firepot, dipping dry branches into it to see how they looked. He found a branch that satisfied him, and in the evening, when Tabaki came to the cave and told him rudely enough that he was wanted at Council Rock, he laughed until Tabaki ran away. Then Mowgli went to the council, still laughing. Akala, the lone wolf, lay by the side of his rock as a sign that the leadership of the pack was open, and Shere Khan, with his following of scrap-fed wolves, walked to and fro, openly being flattered. Bagheera lay close to Mowgli. The firepot was between Mowgli's knees. When they were all gathered together, Shere Khan began to speak, a thing he would never have dared to do when Akla was in his prime. He has no right, whispered Bagheera. Say so, he is a dog's son. He will be frightened. Mowgli sprang to his feet. Free people, he cried. Does Shere Khan lead the pack? What has a tiger to do with our leadership? Seeing that the leadership is yet open, and being asked to speak, Shere Khan began. By whom? said Mowgli. Are we all jackals to fawn on this cattle butcher? The leadership of the pack is with the pack alone. There were yells of silence, thou man's cub. Let him speak, he has kept our law. And at last the seniors of the pack thundered. Let the dead wolf speak. When a leader of the pack has missed his kill, he's called Dead Wolf for as long as he lives, which is not long. Akala raised his old head wearily. Free people, and ye two jackals of Shere Khan, for twelve seasons I have led ye to and from the kill. In all that time not one has been trapped or maimed. Now I have missed my kill. You know how that plot was made. You know how ye brought me up to an untried buck to make my weakness known. It was cleverly done. Your right is to kill me here on the Council Rock now. Therefore I ask who comes to make an end of the Lone Wolf. For it is my right by the law of the jungle that ye come one by one. There was a long hush for no single wolf cared to fight Akala to the death. Shere Khan roared. What have we to do with this toothless fool? He is doomed to die. It is the man-cub who has lived too long. Free people, he was my meat from the first. Give him to me. I am weary of this man-wolf folly. He has troubled the jungle for ten seasons. Give me the man-cub, or I will hunt here always and not give you one bone. He is a man, a man's child, and from the marrow of my bones I hate him. Then more than half of the pack yelled, A man, a man, what is a man to do with us? Let him go to his own place. And turn all the people of the villages against us, clamoured Shere Khan. No. Give him to me. He is a man, and none of us can look him between the eyes. Akala lifted his head again and said, He has eaten our food. 
He has slept with us. He has driven game for us. He has broken no word of the law of the jungle. Also, I paid for him with a bull when he was accepted. The worth of a bull is little, but Bagheera's honour is something that he will perhaps fight for, said Bagheera in his gentlest voice. A bull paid ten years ago, the pack snarled. What do we care for bones that are ten years old? Or for a pledge, said Bagheera, his white teeth bared under his lip. Well, are ye called the free people? No man's cub can run with the people of the jungle, howled Shere Khan. Give him to me. He is our brother in all but blood, Akala went on, and ye would kill him here. In truth, I have lived too long. Some of ye are eaters of cattle, and of others I have heard that, under Shere Khan's teaching, ye go by dark night and snatch children from the villager's doorstep. Therefore, I know ye to be cowards, and it is to cowards that I speak. It is certain that I must die, and my life is of no worth, or I would offer it in the man-cub's place. But for the sake of the honour of the pack, a little matter that by being without a leader ye have forgotten, I promise that if ye can let the man-cub go to his own place, I will not, when my time comes to die, bear one tooth against ye. I will die without fighting. That will at least save the pack three lives. More I cannot do, but if ye will, I can save ye the shame that comes of killing a brother, against whom there is no fault. A brother spoken for, and bought into the pack, according to the law of the jungle. He is a man, a man, snarled the pack. Most of the walls began to gather round Shere Khan, whose tail was beginning to switch. Now the business is in thy hands, said Bagheera to Mowgli. We can do no more except fight. Mowgli stood upright, the firepot in his hands. He stretched out his arms and yawned in the face of the council. But he was furious, with rage and sorrow for wolf-like. The wolves had never told him how they hated him. Listen, you, he cried. There is no need for this dog's jabber. Ye have told me so often tonight that I am a man, and I would have been a wolf with you to my life's end, that I feel your words are true. So I do not call you my brothers any more, but dogs, as a man should. What ye will do and what ye will not do is not yours to say. That matter is with me. That we may see the matter more plainly, I, the man, have brought here a little of the red flower, which ye dogs fear. He flung the firepot on the ground, and some of the red coals lit a tuft of dried moss that flared up. All the council drew back in terror before leaping flames. Mowgli thrust his dead branch into the fire till the twigs lit and crackled. He whirled it above his head among cowering wolves. Thou art the master, said Bagheera in an undertone. Save Akala from the death, he was ever thy friend. Akala, the grim old wolf who had never asked for mercy in his life, gave one piteous look at Mowgli. The boy stood naked, his long black hair tossing over his shoulder in the light of the blazing branch that made the shadows jump and quiver. Good, said Mowgli, staring around slowly. 
I see that ye are dogs. I go from you to my own people, if they be my own people. The jungle is shut to me, and I must forget your talk and your companionship. But I will be more merciful than ye are, because I was all but your brother in blood. I promise that when I am a man among men, I will not betray ye to men, as ye have betrayed me. He kicked the fire with his foot and sparks flew up. There shall be no war between any of us in the pack, but here is a debt to pay before I go. He strode forward to where Shere Khan sat blinking stupidly at the flames, caught him by the tuft on his chin. Bagheera followed in case of accidents. Up, dog, Mowgli cried. Up when a man speaks, or I will set that coat ablaze. Shere Khan's ears lay flat back on his head. He shut his eyes, for the blazing branch was very near. This cattle killer said he would kill me in the council because he had not killed me when I was a cub. Thus and thus, then, do we beat dogs when we are men, stir a whisker lungry, and I ram the red flower down thy gullet. He beat Shere Khan over the head with the branch. The tiger whimpered and whined in agony of fear. Singed jungle cat, go now, remember, when next I come to Council Rock as a man should come, it will be with Shere Khan's hide on my head. For the rest, Akala goes free to live as he pleases. Ye will not kill him. That is not my will. Nor do I think that ye will sit here any longer, lolling out your tongues as though ye were somebody's, instead of dogs whom I drive out. Go. The fire was burning furiously at the end of the branch. Mowgli struck right and left around the circle, and the wolves ran howling with the sparks burning their fur. At last there were only Akla, Bagheera, and perhaps ten wolves that had taken Mowgli's part. Something began to hurt Mowgli inside him, as he had never been hurt in his life before. He caught his breath and he sobbed and tears ran down his face. What is it? What is it? He said, I, I do not wish to leave the jungle and I do not know what this is. Am I dying, Bagheera? No, little brother. That is only tears such as men use, said Bagheera. Now I know thou art a man and a man's cub no longer. The jungle is shut indeed to thee henceforward. Let them fall, Mowgli, they are only tears. So Mowgli sat and cried as though his heart would break, and he had never cried in all of his life before. Now, he said, I will go to men, but first I must say farewell to my mother. He went to the cave where she lived with Father Wolf. He cried on her coat, while the four cubs howled miserably. You will not forget me, said Mowgli. Never while we can follow a trail, said the cubs. Come to the foot of the hill when thou art a man. We will talk to thee. We will come into the croplands to play with thee by night. Come soon, said Father Wolf. Wise little frog, come again soon, for we be old, mother and I. Come soon, said Mother Wolf, little naked son of mine. For listen, child of man, I loved thee more than I ever loved my cubs, 
I will surely come, said Mowgli. And when I come, it will be to lay out Shere Khan's hide upon Council Rock. Do not forget me. Tell them in the jungle never to forget me. Dawn was beginning to break when Mowgli went down the hillside alone to meet those mysterious things that are called men. And that is where we close the book on tonight's episode of Down to Sleep, because that is the end of the chapter. And um, there will be a continued reading. I'm going to start the next chapter right now over on the Patreon. So if you would like to hear more of The Jungle Book, then it's patreon.com slash down to sleep to join our little book club, where there will also be a bonus episode in a few days' time. I think I'll probably continue Lord of the Rings. But otherwise, wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening, thank you so much for joining me tonight, and I hope that you've enjoyed this reading, and it helps you get down to sleep. Until next time. Good night.